Hi, and welcome to the Don't Be Rude podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Egan, and today I'm here with Lindsay Taylor, the Lindsay Taylor, the mom, <laughs> the sticker artist, the, I mean, entrepreneur, everything in one. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Well, I'm like super excited that you agreed to come on, even though I already knew that you would, because like me and you talk almost every day. <laughs> I know. It's always but, a pleasure to get your phone calls. I do get excited. I'm like, ooh, it's Gabby. Every once in a while, you're like, ah, oh, that stupid bitch is calling me to help her with stickers, huh? No, I love it. Every time you send me a sticker, first of all, congratulations on opening your sticker shop. Hello. Um, I think that's dope. I love getting stickers from you. You're like, is this good? I'm like, yes, it's good. It's yours. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know how to work Procreate yet. So, like, I'm, like, you know, struggling a little bit with that. But, like, you've helped me create an entire sticker shop. And you've helped August also. So, like, you've been, like, the mom of the group. But, like, let's talk about (laughs) your, like, entrepreneurship sticker shop owning. Yeah, I feel like that happened on accident. So, like... I'm, I would help anyone. I went to school for graphic design, so I got a good handle on Procreate after having years of experience with like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and programs like that. Um, so Procreate was kind of easy for me to get to learn, but I learned from TikTok and YouTube tutorials. There's a lot of artists out there that are very willing to give their whole brains and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so I think that was awesome. But watching you in August take it so quickly, like you said that you have struggled with it. Uh, but you rocked it right away. Like, I would just like to point out that your skull and bones, like that, that sticker, that is dope. I love it so much. Like, you even put some shading in on there. Like, it's got dimension. Like, my I art's not even that. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, so I'm super psyched. But yeah, uh, long story short, it happened on accident in the pandemic. You know, it blew up. And I was not expecting it. Some kid on TikTok was like, yo, you should turn Harrison's art into a sticker. I looked at my husband and I'm like, a sticker? How would we do that? And we went to Michael's and we bought a cricket and we had a video that blew up, hit like a million. And I, I put 18 stickers up for sale that I made at home that night on my cricket. Um, and we sold all of them in like an hour. And I was like, what? what just happened and how, where do I go from here? Cause I don't like the quality. Fast forward to me finding Zenspire designs and MD designs 16, uh, Marissa and Britta. I think they are amazing sticker Queens. So if anybody wants to learn, they are the best teachers and they have some dope ass shop, like awesome stickers. They're on, they're on YouTube, right? They're both on, I know they're, I know they're both on Instagram and they're on TikTok. Britta's definitely on YouTube with Zenspire Designs. I'm not sure if Marissa from MD is over on YouTube and I should know this. She's, she's a friend of mine and I, now I feel like a bad friend, but that's just my life. I just am a bad friend in general. I mean, like, Um, I don't think that you're a bad friend. I just think that you're overloaded with like so much stuff that you're doing right now. But nobody gets that. Like, my real friends in real life, they don't get that. They just, you know, they're, oh, oh, well, you're TikTok famous now, so um, obviously you don't have time. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm I'm just a person that is momming hard and working hard, and I don't do much for myself. So sometimes I just need to shut down and take a poop. Yeah, I mean, like, that was, like, what we were talking about today, you know, like, You know, I called you earlier and we were talking and I was explaining to you how like frustrating it is to like have people 
think that like just because all I do is like social media that like I'm just have all this free time but that's just not the case like social media isn't like a job that you can just like almost do when you want you have to stay on top of it or else you're not going to make money Um, and especially if you're trying to take social media seriously as a career and a lot of people do ask me like you know how do I make money from home how am I a stay-at-home mom who has a source of income and like I know people have the same question for Lindsay because she's doing you know Almost the same thing that I'm doing, but just a little bit yeah. different. Her and I are in different wavelengths. But, yeah, people think that I just have all this free time. And the thing is, is that I got popular on TikTok because I was a busy-ass mom who had no time to even wipe her ass on her own. Yeah, I think And that, I'm, like, constantly complaining. Yeah, and I think that's what kind of resonates with people is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think I got my following from the same – like, I'm just sharing my everyday life. Um, and I think like it's a shit show sometimes. And like, I think what, what brought me to your videos was you're like, Hey, stressful mornings with Gabby. Look at all the fucked up shit that just happened to me. And then you're like, and you talk so fast. And I, I'm like taking every word and I'm like, dude, like, yes, you're younger than me. Yes. You have a different life than me, but holy crap. Sometimes I feel like, like that's me, you know, the worst shit happens to me, but I keep, I keep smiling. I keep laughing and I keep on momming like a bad bitch, you know? Yeah. And like, that's the thing I try, I try to make my content as like relatable as possible because it's just like, why try to pretend that life is something that it's not, you know? Absolutely. Yes. The fake Instagram, like the people that I see on Instagram, right? Like when Insta started and it was all like, Hey, look at my pretty profile and all my model pictures and stuff. I'm like, cool. But like, do you fart? Do you poop? Like, what's your real life? Like, like, do you really eat food that looks that glamorous on a plate every single day? Like I always try to be just me that way. If people ever meet me, I have lowered their expectations up front. Like, I don't want you to think I'm cool. My toenails are not painted. Somebody recognized me today at the mall and I had a moment and I almost cried because I was like, was it me or was it my son? And she was like, no, you. And I'm like, I'm just a person. Well, hi. Hi. Um, And I think that's why. And she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, no, like, hi. Um, it's a, it's a big misconception, you know, we're just humans, but back, back to the Instagram thing, I've been doing social media since MySpace, but it was always a hobby for me. So when you talk about making it a job, they don't realize like all, all this time and this level of consistency that we put in all day, every day, it's work. It's a lot of work. You know, if you just pop one picture on Instagram a week or every three days, it's just not enough. That's just not how you grow social media. So we have fully invested our lives which is a big choice for not only us, but our husbands and our kids. It's a lot. It is a, it's like, it's like living two lives. It's like, you've got your personal life and then how much of your personal life you're sharing on social media. It's a, it is a job in itself and essentially, I mean, how many right, hours no, do yeah. you put into it? I mean, I feel like all my time, honestly, at this point, like goes to social media in some aspect, um, just because there's just so much to get done every single day. And, um, yeah, I mean, like the past year for me has been absolutely crazy. And one thing I can say is if your only goal of getting into social media is making money, it just never works out Mm-mm. because it's I always not say that like, too. yeah, like, you know, people think that I'm out here like balling in a million dollars, whatever the truth is. Like, <laughs> no, can I, I get, can I get some cash? House. Can you Venmo me Gabs? Can you Venmo me? I need dinner. <laughs> Dude, literally so many people, so many people just think I'm like this millionaire living in like some big house and like perfect life. And like, no, like I drive a 2011 um, GMC Yukon now. You know what I mean? Like I used to drive my husband's ex-wife's car. Yeah. Like, you know, what things aren't glamorous. Like I was, <laughs> what? 
No, I was just remembering the the video that you posted about the the ex wife's car. And it had a name. You named the car. Yeah, her name's Patricia. So like, she was my ex wife's <laughs> for a while. He she, he bought her Patricia. Well, I don't even know if that's her name. That's just what I call her because she pisses the me car. Off, but this is the car, the not car, the ex wife. Yeah. The car. No, Patricia the car. Yeah, the Patricia the Black Dodge Journey. So she was my husband's ex-wife's car, then she became mine, and I could have traded her in or something, but I just decided to keep her. I love that. I love how, like, it's kind of like a blended family car. Like, it's traveled through. You know, that's one of those things. I I live with my husband and my ex-husband, so we all share everything, and people think that's weird, too. So, actually, that came out really I saw your eyebrows raised. What do y'all share, like, we Lindsay? Sh- we share, we share everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we share the oh, kids, God. right? We do this. We do it for the kids. Um, what no, else but that's do funny. You Did share, you, Lindsay? <laughs> bath, bathrooms, sh- showers. Um, not at the same time. That like this is starting to go. Just south. the way you said it, dude, um, has me dead. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had a YouTube channel. Like, before TikTok, I tried to do the YouTube thing. And um, we we got 500 subs on YouTube. We were chugging along, doing the blended family adventure thing. And everybody thought it was so weird. And we, we hit uh, the UK. We had a story that went, like, kind of viral because of Lucas' situation and stuff. Um, and it was all about me and Mike and Chris living together. And right on the front of their little like website page is a picture of me holding hands with both of them at, at the aquarium. So I have Mike in one hand and Chris in the other hand. I'll just send you the picture. Um, but it's so funny because that was Mike's 50th birthday and we were at the aquarium with all the kids and we just happened to snap that photo and that became like a thing. And, you know, of course there were thousands of people who were wondering if we were all like in this polyamorous situation but we're not and and it's totally fine like it had we have been fine um but we were just not so we try to like just spread awareness like hey it's okay to live with your you know significant other and 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 your ex if it works for you um michael and chris have never had an argument ever it just works for us it's great we both have autistic kids and you know one mortgage and one set of bills is just great it just works i don't have to take out the trash there's like a lot of like everybody has their own job um like mike handles a lot of the handyman stuff around the house chris watches the kids primarily during the day when i'm working i work literally so many hours i forget who i am half the time um, so I don't know how I would do it without them. Like, I feel like I'm lucky, but yeah, that's a little weird, I guess. Um, no, we do have I mean, separate like, bedrooms. Separate right. Beds. Yeah. Like you share a room with Harrison and that's you, Mike and Harrison's room. And then Chris has bedroom, right? And then the other two mm-hmm. kids have their own rooms. Yep. All the kids have their yeah. own room. So, There's I mean, like it works m- out good. It does work out good. The only time it's hard is like, uh, well, let's say breakfast time, right? Mike and I are eating a bagel. We're having a coffee and we live in a master suite. So we share it with Harrison. So our bathroom in between like um, our bedroom and our closet, there's like bathroom area. And then the toilet's in its own little room. It's called a water closet. It's an Arizona thing, I guess. It's kind of weird. Um, but we hang out. We have coffee in there where the shower is. And Chris will come in and be like, so uh, can I get a shower? Um guess it's not a good time we'll come back later <laughs> like that's that's the only time it gets a little weird but like someday you know we would love to have a bigger home with a casita which is like a in-law apartment type deal where like mike and i can have like our own little mini house like on the property next to the big house but still in the same 
lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel lucky though. People think it's strange, but I don't know. We share everything. No, I don't think it's strange at all. Yeah. Like I, after talking to like you and like, you know, late night conversations where Mike is around and like getting to chat with him a little bit and just like the whole dynamic of everything to the normal, like closed minded person, it seems like something that's impossible and like could never be done. And like personally, it could never be done over here either. Like, mm -mm. but, (laughs) but like props to you. I feel like it's props to Chris. Chris is just the kind of guy who made it comfortable for us. Like, he was the one who was like, come on, move in, blend in, we'll figure it out. Um, I'm kind of half a hippie anyway, so, like, that worked for me. I'm like, cool, like, I'll help you, you help me kind of situation. Um, Mike was kind of like, whoa, if this was reversed, I couldn't do it. Like, Mike was the one who had the most trouble, even though he was kind of getting, like... Um, he was getting the hookup almost. Like, hey, you can come live here and not have so many bills and stuff. He was like... I'm in another man's house. You know, he was the one that was like, this is weird. Um, so it took Mike the most adjustment. And even now, like he's, he's fine with it. Don't get me wrong. But I think he, he just wants a little bit more of his own space. Um, but no, it's definitely great. It's definitely cool. It's definitely more normal than other people think. And I, I just come back to, I always ask people, I'm like, well, if you could imagine it for one second, if you got along with your ex-husband and your ex-wife enough to do it, would you, you know, if you guys never fought, if there was no animosity, if there was no, you know, awkward, weird, you know, scandal or cheating or whatever, if you guys just left as friends like Chris and I did, would you to save money? You know, and then people are like, yeah, yeah. especially when the kids are involved, you know, you have kids together and like it's it's in the best interest for kids to, you know, grow up with both parents, like, you know, happy family type shit. But that's just not like what 2020 is. You know, I never I never said we were a happy family. Let's just let's just get that down on paper. okay? it's it's we've 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 got difficult days too. there. You know, there are disagreements. Um, I have to laugh, but that usually comes in with me and Chris not seeing eye to eye. Um, not that we're fighting, but he's just like playing Fortnite on the couch, you know, like get off the couch, dude, do something. Love you, yeah. but get, get up, you know? Whatever. I feel like that's every man though. Like Cody, he's, <laughs> Cody's pretty terrible, dude. Like, oh dude. Okay. I hate to like totally switch topics today. Like, and just go, please, on a please way, go ahead. But... So like Cody comes home. I'm going to try not to talk too loud because he's out there, but listen, Okay, so he comes on today like we're 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 setting up our health insurance stuff because we're switching insurances and um <laughs> after he gets off the phone he tells me he's like gabby like i forgot to tell you what happened today so like i was at work and i had to take a shit really bad and he was like so i told one of the dudes i'm working with like i have to take a shit like i have to find a bathroom mm. and the guy's like well the bathrooms are closed so cody's like eh, i don't know there's like two toilets i don't know i'm gonna go check <laughs> so he goes down to the toilets i swear i swear I swear this is getting good so he goes out of the toilets. There's, like, trash bags over the toilets. He's like, mm. He saw if it flushed, and it flushed. He was like, I'm going to use it. I have to take a shit. He says it's, like, lava cake shit, like, lava poop, like, just flowing out of his ass. It's got to like, go. Just, okay. And he said when he was wiping, like, it just took a lot to, like, wipe it up because, like, it was, like, a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. he, like, clogs the toilet, right? Okay. And I'm with you. Like, the water starts coming out of the drain that's oh, on the floor. Oh, no. And so Cody's like, oh, my God, no. Like, this bathroom was, like, closed off. And it's, like, it's not available. Like, this is where, like, the higher-up people, like, go pee. Okay. So, so Cody's like, so the water starts coming up. He's still wiping his ass on the, like, clogged toilet. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden, shit water starts flowing out. Oh, fuck. 
So he's like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. He goes to wash his hands, and then water starts leaking out of the urinal while he's washing his hands. It was like a clown bathroom. Like, everything was just fucking broken. That must have been closed for a reason, dude. I know. He was like, well, they should have, like, put a sign on the door, like, don't use the shitters, you know? They were taped off. What are you talking about? Right. Was the the trash bag not enough for you, Cody? Oh, my God. He was like, oh, he's probably going to listen to this and be like, Gabby, I am Mm. filing for divorce. Mm. Everybody poops, Cody. You're fine. It's I'm I feel good about it. Um, I probably would have done the same thing, but I probably wouldn't have flushed. I mean, he he said that he cleared the building like he was out of there so fast. He was worried that there was like cameras watching him like leave because he's so funny. He's also sweet. I love this story. I'm so glad that we're talking about pooping. That's one of my favorite oh, things yeah. to do. Oh yeah, same. Like it's such a relief. Like people are just like ew poop, but I'm like oh, but it feels no. so good. Yeah, like if you can't get down, like the girls that are like oh gross, you know, I'm like. No, honey, you gotta let that shit out. Like farting feels good. I like, I just love the feeling. I feel like I lose weight. I feel like I lose water weight. I feel like I lose stress weight. I feel like I lose. Absolutely. You know, the bloatation goes down and then I feel clear and ready to like tackle something big, you know, like it's a, it's a ceremony. Yes. No, that's, no, that is it for me. No, like literally like after, if I haven't shit in like literally 24 hours, I'm like, wow, it's really a rough life out here. Yeah, we got to get it out. I just don't feel like my best self whenever I haven't pooped. No, I feel that too. It's it, We got to have good poo energy, right? Mm-hmm. We'll have to check in with each other and be like, is today a good poo day or like, should I call you tomorrow? You today know? was a good poo day for me. Like I felt like a skinny queen today because oh, of my I'm, poop schedule. I'm thinking tomorrow will probably be better for me, actually. Um, but it's okay. I ate a lot today. I have a problem with eating. I like to overeat. So I had some fun. I had breakfast and then I had pizza shortly afterwards. Um, it was necessary. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Like I had a bagel sandwich with no cheese and I was like, there should have been cheese on the bagel sandwich. So I'm going to need a slice of pizza, pizza actually. So I did. I indulged, but I love to eat. Do you, I feel like you do. I feel like I made fun of you on that beef video at the end. I, I commented about the eating. I always see you eating and I love it. And you give good reviews without realizing it. Do you realize that you do that? You're like, I got this banging cheeseburger from X, Y, and Z and it was so good, but I didn't like this. Like you're giving solid food. Like you could be a food critic without even knowing it. I feel like I am a food connoisseur. Um, I'm very interested in food. I love food. Um, like, I don't know. It's just something I used to have a really bad relationship with food um, when I was a teenager because I was kind of always like a chunkier kid. Um, so once I started losing weight, it was like almost like I just didn't want to eat anymore because it was like, I want to be skinnier, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had a really unhealthy relationship with food, but now I just, I do intuitive eating. I eat whenever I feel like eating and I just work out and try to cancel it out. You know, I don't work out and I eat when I want to. Um, but I eat better. I've been eating better, uh, this year, better than I've ever eaten before. I cut out fast food. Um, I've had a couple slip ups here and there where I've, I've gone to like a Culver's and a couple places. Um, but quitting yeah. fast food just made me feel better. But I used to have a bad relationship with food where I would just binge eat everything. Um, and, and then not throw up. So uh, like I, like I, I was told by my therapist at the time, um, that I was almost rewarding myself with food and I was, 
um, comforting myself with food. So I was eating almost every emotion. So I <laughs> like, it, I need to eat when I'm hungry, eat when I'm sad. Like I'm not one of those girls who, when I have a breakup, I lose weight from stress. I'm the opposite. I feel like I just, I love to eat and that's a dangerous place to be. Um, especially like when I'm, a, I'm just so uncomfortable with breathing sometimes. So I know that like, if once that starts happening, I got to lose like a quick 20 pounds and th then I can work for the next six months to gain it back and I'll be fine. Right. <laughs> I gotta make room for more food. That's like my mentality. <laughs> I cannot stand you, dude. No, it's the like... truth, though. <laughs> dude, I feel like I'm the same way, though. Like, there's, I, I go through periods of having unhealthy relationships with food. Like, um, I feel like I need to eat like when I'm sad, and like eat when I'm hungry, and then like eat like all the time. Like, I always need a snack as like a comfort mechanism, and yeah. especially like when I'm trying to quit my vape, like you know, manically <sighs> every month. And then I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I need food. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just a bad relationship. Yeah. I, maybe we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. Maybe it's not a bad relationship. Maybe it's just using it for the wrong reasons sometimes, you know, like kind of like men. Uh, did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just need it a so little true. bit and then you can push it away for a little bit, you know, and take breaks and then go back to it when you, you I, I'm, I don't hate men. I'm married to a man. I love my man very much. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love my man too. We're, we're pretty tight or whatever. <laughs> but sometimes I just but need sometimes. a break. <laughs> you can move out, Cody. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so Mike and I never really fight. I feel like in the beginning we did a little bit. Um, like we're both from Massachusetts, so we're, we're hardcore mass holes. Sarcasm is our love language. So people hear us, like if I'm live stream on TikTok, cause I work live. I don't know if you know, but I work live. That's how I hold myself accountable. Um, so if they hear us bickering, they'll be like, settle down, you two. I'm like, this is nothing. This is normal. <laughs> like we're not mad at each other. <laughs> like that's just how we talk to each other. <laughs> like it's fine. It's right. fine. Yeah, Cody and I are, are the same way. Like, we, like, hardcore joke with each other and, like, play fight all the time. But actually I see that. arguing, yeah, <laughs> like, we're pretty playful together. And, like, we, we like, like, pick at each other and bicker and whatever and play around. But we don't actually, like, fight. Like, in the beginning of the relationship, there were definitely some falling outs here and there. But, like, the past year and a half, two years, like, Cody and I haven't, like, fought, fought, like, actually gotten into it. Which I think is, like, weird. You know, we don't have anything to fight about, really. I feel like the pandemic is a situation where it's either going to make a relationship or break a relationship. You know, I feel like there was a lot of divorces, but there was also a lot of like babies that were made. And there was a lot of people that just like really started to appreciate their home life more than like their outer world, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, are you still there? Yeah, there was a weird pause. Are we? Is this still good? Is it a Wi-Fi thing? I think so. Maybe. Are you? Still I think here? we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, sometimes whenever you're filming podcasts, you can't always be professional. So bear with us as we go back to our subject. <laughs> no, you definitely have to roll with it. You got to just roll with the punches, especially if you're dealing with Wi-Fi. So if there was a moment there, I apologize, but we seem to be back strong. We're here. We love you. Gabby, I have a question for you. If I literally came to you with, with uh, no knowledge whatsoever, and I said, 
I want to grow my TikTok. How would you help me in three easy steps? What would you say? I would say um, stick to authentic con- like content. Like, don't um, try to be somebody else who's already on the app. Don't try to copy anybody. Don't try to pretend to be something that you're not. Just you know, for clout. I would say like stay authentic to you and like the things that are in your life. And uh, step number two, I would say don't get in it for the wrong reasons. Don't get in it expecting fame, money, um, like this perfect life, like you're seeing on social media already. Like, don't go in it expecting that or just for that. And number three, um, don't share too much. Like once you do get a platform, don't share too much because people will remember it. They will screen record it. They will share it again and hold it in your face forever. (laughs) And don't make friends with random people. Ooh, okay. That's step four. Um, I really like step four. I've been trying to find my people this year. It's been tough. There's been some people who shall remain nameless, um, that I was like, whoa, I'm going to just go ahead and say there are some internet snakes out there. You think you know someone, you don't. Um, trust is, is earned. Trust is definitely earned. And it's tough out there. Okay, what about me? What if I said, yo, Gabs, um, I'm at 820,000 followers. I got this far by oversharing. And um, I'm not really sure where to take my content from here when there's so many things I want to tackle. I've got my stickers. I've got my music. I've got my comedy. I've really started to stop doing clapbacks over these last three weeks. I've like just switched to a positive gear space. I mean, I'll still be my sarcastic self. Uh, but looking at someone like me, what would you give um, for for advice for, you know, kind of like a medium baby creator such as myself? I mean, I definitely think that your content is, like, very unique, and you have, like, such a wide-scale audience of different people, Um, because I feel like you attract, like, tons of different people who watch your stuff. So, like, if I were you, I feel like the first step would be, like, just to continue doing what you're doing, but share more of, like, the things that you're doing. Like, you know, I know that you're writing a book, right? Like, that's interesting. Like, that's so, like, intriguing. Nobody knows that. Oh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you I'm... Cut it out? no, it's fine. Um, no, you want to know why I haven't talked about it? Um, maybe this is good advice. I'm scared. I'm always scared. Um, cause what if I put the book out and nobody likes it? You know, what if they, what if they don't like me? That's always, been... I was bullied hardcore as a kid. I feel the same way about my music, but you're right. I always tell people share what you're passionate about and I don't take my own advice. Um, so maybe I'll start. Right. No, but like, I, I look at life as like, well, what if I do this and I like get embarrassed because nobody likes it or nobody does it. And I, you know, one thing, one thing that I've learned, like at least being on social media is there's tons of things that I've done, uh, that people were just not a fan of. They're just like, eh, I don't really like that. Like, oh, you're ugly. Really? Like what? You know, you're, well, like just, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, you know, like I'm loud, like I'm in your face. I'm, you know, kind of gross. I have no filter. I don't really give a fuck about anything or anyone. And, um, people don't, I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, you know, like some people like yeah. the more prim and proper girls who like don't yeah. say fuck in every sentence. I've always said people either love me or hate me and there's no in between. So maybe it's just kind of, I, I feel like I'm loud and obnoxious too. You know, so maybe that's why we get along. We're, we're, we're both very big personalities. We're like introvert extroverts, though. Do you notice that? That we're like, we're very uh, out there on social media, but in real life, we're not really, you know, like that. It, does that make sense? Like, we're like that. We, I mean, you, we are who you see, 
but we, we kind of close off a little bit. We, we like our little home life and our, you know, privacy. Well, you clearly don't. Um, but I do. I like privacy. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, hammed. like, I do like, <laughs> I mean, like, no, I do like privacy. I am, I am pretty extroverted, um, in real life and on social media, but I'm extroverted to certain type of people. Um, a lot of people say that in person I come off as a bitch or, um, you know, just like, not how I am in real life, but the truth is, I mean, not how I am on social media in real life. And the truth is to like, all that is that just like, I, I'm, I'm like this with people who I'm comfortable with. And when I'm talking to a phone screen, I can be myself because I'm not showing that to like anyone. Nobody's watching when you're filming it. Right. Right. That's my true (laughs) authentic self. Right. But like at the same time, if you meet me in person for the first time and you're like, oh my God, she's like nothing like her videos. Right. That's what I was saying. Like in real life, like I might not seem like how I am on my phone, you know, like on TikTok, a hundred percent. Cause I'm like, kind of like, oh, hi. Like some, the girl's name is like, ah, it's weird. It's weird. It's like, I am me. I'm a very, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Are you still here? Are you still here? The screen has gone yeah. black. Is it still recording? I know, I don't know what's up with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still getting used to this uh, this recording software, but I think it's pretty cool, though. Um, but I was just going to say that I think it's really cool that, um, you know, you you have this really innate way of making people feel comfortable. Um, and I think that's just because you are who you are. Me, on the other hand, I feel like when I meet people, I'm wicked, like low-key awkward. Um, and this, like when they're like, hey, you're on TikTok. I'm like, no. What What do you say when people say, hey, are you, are you, you're Gabby from TikTok. How do you handle that? I say, what is TikTok? <laughs> no. <laughs> you say no? like, I say, no, what are you talking about? I've never heard of a TikTok, you know, but they don't believe me. Then they call me out and they're like, no, I know your TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) that's so funny. That's what I said today. I said, no, this girl's like, you're on TikTok. And I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah, you are. I'm like, no, I feel low key awkward. But back when I was working in the music industry, as I was a bartender and a security guard, uh, I was the most social person in the room. Like, I loved being the center of attention. I love singing on stage. I love doing stand up. I love, that's my comfort zone. You put me on a stage. I do theater. I'm, I'm super comfortable, but like meeting people face to face and talking to them. Or what about the time where we got somebody else's mail or no, somebody else got our stickers. That's what happened. Somebody else got my stickers and I was like, oh no, I have to go get them because the digits were just like a little reversed so i went to my neighbor's house and i was like michael michael you must go get the stickers i cannot knock on their door i can't do it i wouldn't do it he had to do it i don't yeah i know i i believe you dude because i'm the same like dude i'm the same way like there are some things i cannot do like ordering food over the phone it's beyond me i can't do it cody has to do it I'm so glad that you said that because now I feel a little bit better. Like I feel a little bit more normal today. Thanks to you. I love it. Tell me I about mean, your I stick- do it when I have to. <laughs> I, I would too, if I had to, but if given the choice, it's not my bag. Somebody else can do it. There, there are enough yeah, people here not. that somebody else can make a phone call. I'm very busy. I'll pay for it. <laughs> can I buy my way out <laughs> of this situation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where, you want to hear about my sticker shop, right? I do. Yes. I want to hear about like how many, how many stickers are you going to make? I feel like you're just, you're going crazy. Like, do you draw them all the time now? 
I didn't draw any today, but yeah, I've been drawing them a lot. I've been drawing them as much as I can and like whenever I feel like it. I don't like making things like a chore because then I don't like doing it. It's got to be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, right. It's got to be when I want to do it. And so, yeah, I've been doing them. Um, I plan on making a bunch more. I'm still waiting on my first order to come in and getting all the supplies intact and stuff like that. And the label maker printer shipping label thing set up it's a so. lot right it's a lot like you're like oh I'll start a sticker shop and then you're like oh i need so many things now yeah it was also like an initial investment too like you know yeah. buying all the stuff to make it happen and stuff like mm-hmm. that but i've already made like almost everything that i've spent in it uh spent putting into it back and that's great that's awesome. because um I've talked to you a little bit about, like, what I'm trying to do with the profits of it, um, mm-hmm. helping the homeless on Skid Row, and a couple things like that, which I'm going to go into depth more on my social media about it once I get everything, like, set in stone, and I know exactly where the money's going and stuff like that. But yeah, so I have big plans, big plans coming up soon. I'm super excited for you, because I know how much that means to you, and I can't wait to kind of just see that unfold. Um, that's super cool, but running a business is a lot. And I feel like that was one thing um, that I had done that I was like, wow, I actually can offer a little bit of advice. Um, And I think that it's crazy to me how I just gave you these, these little breadcrumbs and you just like made a whole sandwich. Like you just really blew up. How many sticker sales have you had now in such what, like a week or two? What are you, what are you even, when did you start? Like Four or five days. I want to say, no, it was like the 14th or the 13th, I think. And now Okay, it's yeah, the, we're on the 19th. So we're talking yeah, less so like than a week. week. Mm-hmm. And how many yeah, sticker sales? Yeah, I've made like 400 sales. Like 400, Shh. I think. So with people who yeah. are uh, new to Etsy, that's that's ridiculous. Um, Etsy is one of those e-commerce sites that was really hard to grow, much like Instagram. Um, I used to bundle them in the same category because I think they're the two hardest platforms to build and to grow, to have longevity, to keep getting sales, to keep, even as an influencer, um, without the small business, I feel the same way about Instagram as I do about Etsy. Etsy has their own SEO marketing. Um, there's a whole, a whole book you could read to learn how that connects to things like Pinterest. And we talked a little bit about that before. Um, it's its whole thing. You know, there are people that have gone viral on Etsy without, you know, ever stepping foot onto YouTube or TikTok. So I think that um, as a small business owner and a new Etsy shop owner, that's freaking huge. And we should celebrate that. Like, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I'm like, really excited. I've been overwhelmed because, you know, like they're all pre-orders. So like I'm getting everything ready to start shipping them out and stuff like that. It's, when, it's nerve wracking. When I helped you set this up for pre-order, I, I remember saying like it could blow up um, and it did. And it definitely did. But that's so, so exciting. And you're going to get to the point where you're not going to have to worry about pre-orders and you'll just keep stuffing your shop um, with the same and new stickers. And then you won't have to count on those pre-orders to keep your business going. Um, and that's that's really great. We just hit 12,000 sales. Um, and to put that in perspective, we started July 2nd of 2020. So we're less than a year at 12,000 sales. And that's that's all. That's a lot. Could you imagine having 12,000 stickers in your house? Well, I mean, like, no. <laughs> No, it's a lot. So I think that someone like you with the platform that you have will grow faster. Um, I think that, you know, your your Etsy shop could also offer you like a lifetime supportive income, um, depending on where you decide to go with it. 
even if TikTok disappeared tomorrow, I feel like you have built yourself enough of a platform on Instagram and over on YouTube to keep that going. And if I can just say, I think I heard from your mouth that you uh, you have done a lot of art in the past. So will we see mm-hmm. more than stickers? Will we see more than stickers in the shop? Or is it just going to be stickers? Or do you do not know? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I did paint the rolling trays that I showed you and stuff. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And I would do it again. But it's just so time-consuming. I wouldn't even know how right. to price them. Like, because it takes right. hours to do. You know what I mean? And it's like, how do you price that? I think um, because you're you, and I always preface things with that. Um, and what I mean by that is is you're, you have a platform. You have a really, a really great engagement rate. You have people that love you. Um, you know, you can price a little bit higher than other people do because they'd be limited editions because you can't do it all the time and that's okay. You know, that's what I would suggest. And I actually saw rolling trays today at Spencer's and I didn't get one because Mike was like, don't you need that? And there was one that literally said, chill out, Karen. And I was like laughing and I was like, I kind of want that. Um, but I actually said, no, you know what? I'm going to get Gabby to make me one. I'm going to pay her for it. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get one of those limited edition. So it's funny that you bring that up. So I was excited. Like, I hope we see those someday, even if it's 10 of them, you know, it'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, I think that I would. I had sold them before, like before. I had actually, no, this is crazy. So like right before COVID hit, actually, I was selling, um, I think the Instagram is still up. It was like Egan's something, like Egan's art, or no, Egan's Graffiti. It's probably still up on Instagram. So I had an account where I posted like some of my art. And um, it's not, not all me it. looking right the now. trays that I made. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so I got invited to this like art show, like where you could get your own tent to like set up your art. And I was supposed to go and like be one of the vendors there. Okay. But I didn't ever get to go because COVID rolled around and it just got canceled. That stinks. What a what a bummer. I was I thought you were gonna tell me the coolest story ever. COVID ruined a lot. That was it. COVID ruined a lot for a lot of people. I wish it would have never happened, dude. Oh, shit, I just kicked my desk. But yeah, I wish it would have never happened because I had, like, so much stuff going on back then, too. But it wasn't, yeah. like, you know, social media stuff. I was still doing TikTok. So, like, back then, like, when all this, I was still doing TikTok. I had uh, a very low um, following, and it was all for nonsense back then. Um, I used to do this thing called an idiot attack, and that's all people ever wanted from me on my TikTok. I got like 10,000 followers, and everybody was like, do the idiot attack. So that was, that was really cool. Um, but I had, I had two meet and greets, a stand-up show where I was opening for another comedian um, booked, and also I was rolling out my EP, and I'm kind of glad in a sense that everything kind of came to a halt, because I actually changed lyrics, I changed sounds on my on my music and i was like whoa i i kind of found patience with my art like i i think through the pandemic it's like we were home for so long that i was taking my time to do things instead of just rushing to put it out and through the process i also built the character of grandma that i didn't have when i was doing stand up in you know in my own skin um it's way more fun to be grandma so i can't wait to take her on tour <laughs> Uh, that should be fun. But no, I think um, pandemic sucked, but I'm, I am I have to be one of those people that say this might have been one of the coolest years for me, even though it was horrible, like what everybody went through. I, I definitely made the best of it. But we were used to quarantine 
anyway. That's something that our family just had to do because of my son's medical health in the past. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't let it put me in a funk and I just kept going. You know, I just kept. The only thing I think I, I didn't do was write. I wish that I continued working on my book throughout this time, um, but I did not. Um, but that's okay because I lived. I feel like I, I lived a lot. You know, I, I spent time being in my own head instead of just thinking about the next thing I was going to do. It was more of just like living by the moment and enjoying the moments. I took less pictures. I took less video. I know that sounds funny because here I am on TikTok and Instagram. But before TikTok, I literally used to take videos and pictures of every minute of every day, it felt like, because um, I had plans. I was like, I'm just going to put my whole life out there. And I never put it up. COVID literally slowed me down. And I, I, I'm kind of grateful for that. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I kind of am grateful for the, the time. No, I mean, like, I get that because, um, you know, COVID hit, like, two months after I had Selma, or, like, three. Well, Selma was born in November, and then we moved up here in January, and, like, a mm-hmm. month later, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, stuck in the house with, like, a baby, and, like, my son was, like, going to a new school. I was moving away from all my family to like, you know, a new state nine hours away. And I mean, yeah, like I was 19, just got out yeah. of the military. Like, you know, I was just like so lost and confused. And then COVID hit and I was stuck in the house. And then I started posting on TikTok every day just to keep myself fucking sane. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like I was in the house going nuts because like, you know, when COVID hit, the kids didn't have school either. So like my husband has two kids and so mm-hmm. we'd have my stepkids half the time. My husband was working full time, like as an electrician, like because we were broke when we moved up here, like poor, yeah. like poor whores, dude, like living in my mother-in-law's house, like renting that from her in a bad area, people sleeping on my porch, crackheads strung out on my porch. You know, I'm not allowed to use that word. Crackheads, my bad. I just mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like the people who are on the streets lingering 24 seven in my area where I live in Northern Kentucky. So it's just, yeah. it's a whole thing here. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm um, from a city. I grew up, you know, poor myself. So I do, I do understand. And it's very strange for me to have any sort of money in my pocket past what bills are due, but I have debt like everybody else. Like if, if I spent every single dollar on my bank account right now on the debt that I have, I would still have debt and I'd have no money. So I hate that misconception that we're rich. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, like, people forget that, like, a year ago from today, I filed bank... Well, not from today. Wait. Yeah, no, dude. It's been, like, almost exactly a year ago I filed bankruptcy when we first moved up here because my husband had so much debt. And um, it's been crazy. Like, the, the, the full 360 that I've made from going $0 in my account, like, having to file bankruptcy, not having a good car, like, all that stuff, to now I can start a savings account. Like, it's crazy. And I think that's good, though. And I think that's one of those things that was that was good in the pandemic. Like, if you if you think about it, it's like we were forced to stay home, stay safe, protect other people by not going out, etc. You know, and and we literally made the best of it. You know, like we put ourselves out there. I feel like we both wear our heart on our sleeve and we are who we are with no fucks given. I don't, you know, sorry for swearing, but no fucks given. Um, <laughs> and here we are. Look at we're 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 happy. Yeah. We're moving on. We're doing things. What's the next big thing for you? What what can we 
look forward to? I mean, like, you know, the last big thing I was doing kind of went to shit. I was, like, collaborating with some reality TV stars and, like, doing a podcast and stuff. And then it just, like, went downhill. I don't even know what's going on with that. It kind of is depressing because, like, I was ready to deep dive, like, throw myself into that because we had been planning it for, like, you know, months, it felt like. Yeah. It was probably only a month and a half, but... Still, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're ready to launch. We're ready to do all this stuff. I invested all this time and money into into this project. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, on hold or, like, whatever whatever's going on. I don't even know. Like, I wish I had damn answers, but I have no idea what's going on, you know? Is that so what sucks. made you want to really start does. your your own podcast? Is that what, like, pushed you to, to just say, oh, I got shit to say? Well, okay, so I had been wanting to do a podcast for a while, like, you know, just because people are always like, oh, you and Allie B should do one. You and so-and-so should have a podcast. I love Allie B. Whatever. And I was like, dude, she's fucking hilarious. Allie, if you're listening, I'm a big fan. (laughs) Allie's great. But yeah, so that's why I started. That's why I started. I just wanted to, um, you know, just do it, I guess, and have fun. I think it's so random that you and I somehow connected on TikTok and here we are and you and I are also teen moms. Like there's so many things that are like that correlate like with our lives. It's kind of crazy, even though it's like so different. We have like similar like experience and things that we're dealing with. Like you have stepkids. I have stepkids. You know, like you, you were a teen mom, I'm a teen, but there's so many years between us. But yeah, here we are. And when you became a teen mom, was the teen mom show a thing yet? Yeah, yeah. Teen mom became a show in 2009, I think. And then I became a teen mom in 2013. Okay. And I was... 14. My bad. 14. 14. 14. I was in 2000 was when I had Rachel. So there was like nothing then. I think there was one movie that was about to come out. It was 15 and pregnant with Kirsten Dunst. Um, the, like the motherhood store, what, like the pregnancy clothes were like God awful. Like I felt like I was in like some JJ crew boat ad. Like it was bad. Like I was wearing like overalls with like really ugly colored tank tops. And I felt like so weird at 16. Um, but did you, when you were pregnant, can I ask, like, uh, I feel like we could have a whole podcast just talking about teen mom stuff, but real quick, can I just ask, like, did you, when you were pregnant, did you always know you were going to like have your baby and, and keep your baby? Cause for me it was, it was kind of whack. So yeah, almost, uh, immediately when I found out, I knew that I couldn't have an abortion. Um, just personally, like everybody knows I'm pro-choice, I'm pro do whatever the fuck you want, but I just mm-hmm. felt like that wouldn't be something that I would be able to live with. Um, yeah. and my parents gave me the option to do what I felt was best. Cause they, that's know, awesome. They, felt, they even offered to like hide the pregnancy and like pretend oh. like my son was theirs. Like we adopted him. Oh yeah. They were worried. That was cool that they rolled out like a bunch of options. I got like my mom, may she rest in peace, but I can say it cause she's not here. She literally said, why didn't you tell me sooner? So we could take care of that. And I was like, Oh, oh well shit. maybe that's why I didn't tell you. Like, I already had my mind made up, you know? I was like, this is my baby, I'm keeping it. And I feel the same way. I'm also pro-choice. I'm pro, like, it's your uterus, it's your body, do what you want. Um, but I knew. I knew as soon as I f- 
I accepted it because within the first three months that I was pregnant, I did not accept the fact that I was pregnant. I was in denial. I don't know if it was like that for you, but I was in complete denial. I thought maybe I had an alien in there. Maybe I was getting fat. Um, I would not accept the fact that I was not having a period because I was pregnant. So I didn't tell her still I was like six months pregnant. Holy shit. See, I told my mom immediately because I've always had like a, a very open relationship with my mom. It's not always been the best. My mom and I um, have had a rocky relationship throughout my teenage years and um, middle school years, elementary school. Like my mom and I have always had a rough, like a rough, a rough relationship until now. Like me and my mom are best friends now. That's cool. But I wasn't a good daughter. I wasn't a good daughter. I wasn't so. either. I was not either. I was just so afraid that I would disappoint her. I was, like, not about to tell her that I was, like, sexually active. You know, I was, like, not going to have that conversation. So that was a rough one. But I feel I could talk about this for, like, six hours, so I will spare you this time. We should do this again. We should do, like, a yeah, teen no, mom I, podcast. I feel like that would be fun. Uh, I feel like we totally could ramble on for hours. But, yeah, I feel the disappointment thing because... I feel like my whole life I was just, you know, a big old disappointment to my mom. Me too. But now like she's, I was, she's shit. She's but my so dad was me, always though. mad she's at like me for not like finishing college. And, you know, I had the kid too young. I got married when I was 18. Like I did everything wrong, you know, but my dad's cool with me now. And, you know, like he said, one of the last few conversations I had with him, um, he told me that he could see me having my own talk show one day like Ellen or Rosie O'Donnell and I was like I told him that like in that moment I was like dad Rosie O'Donnell followed me on TikTok I nearly shat myself and I cried I cried because me and my mom used to watch her show every day and I'm like what Uh, but I would love that I would just love to be able to connect with people and give them money and like send them away happy and you know just like interview famous people and make them feel hella uncomfortable I'd be really good at that you should start a podcast interviewing celebrities and make them I, uncomfortable. Okay, I do have the ability to do that. Will you be the first celebrity that I can make uncomfortable on my podcast? <laughs> I'm not a celebrity. For one, for one, I'm not a celebrity. I am just your average Joe in northern Kentucky, all right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell that to your 2.2 <laughs> million following. I think, see, that's the thing. Everybody says that, right? I I'll, I love TikTok creators because they are so humble. They're like, I'm not famous. I, I'm, no, I'm just not all of them. No, you're right. There are there are a few that are, yeah. Um, but you know what? Pushing though, in the all, limit. In all honesty, today, I when when this woman recognized me at the mall, I had this thought for a second. I was like, I always thought that I would be known for something like for my music or my comedy or or acting. I was acting out of the womb. I swear I was born to act. And then I was like, wow, I had a realization today that these people that follow me, follow me for me, for who I am, not my crazy antics or, you know, a character that I've played. It it was for me. So I guess essentially that's really cool because your content is, is very much the same where it's just off the cuff vlog, like in your face style. And I think people will always resonate with real and I think there's some some magic in that but celebrity that's that's not the right word you know I never I never like that yeah I always I always just say that I have a little bit of TikTok clout (laughs) yeah I always say like I have like if if famous is a pie I've got like a sliver you know I've got like a sliver of the pie 
you know, but there's there's somebody right. out there who's got got the whole thing and the icing on the shit cake and, and they're, you know, like Al Pacino. Al Pacino's got a full pie, you know, I've got like a, an apple core. That's that's me. <laughs> I'm the one that they they took out before they created said pie, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how that's I, what feel. I feel like, too. <laughs> I've sure. got a foundation. I mean, like, that's, how it, <laughs> that's how it is, though. I mean, like, people think that, you know, 2.2 million is a lot of fucking people. So is 800K, dude. Like, 800,000 people is a lot right. of people. Right. Well, I think about that. I used to work in a bar that could only hold less than 300 people, period. And that was a lot. Like, when I had to kick them out at the end of the night, there's a lot of freaking people in there. I couldn't even imagine a thousand after looking at what 300. And then when I worked gathering at the vibes festival, my boss took me up on stage once and he pointed out and he said, yo, look, that's what 20,000 people looks like. And I was like, Oh shit. So now, and then you think about your hundred thousand divided by 20. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's a lot of people. Yeah, no, then you think about your views, right? So, like, 1.4 million views on a video. I got 15 million on one. And after thinking about it, I was breaking it down in my head. And I was like, holy fuck. That's a lot of fucking people. I see my shit. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Like, people know, like, what kind of underwear we have on if we show it. Like, the littlest things, right? Or if you if you just happen to pick your nose real quick, they see that. They never forget. They're like sharks. They're like, I saw that video. Your counters were dirty. I saw you. You might want to clean those things. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> it's so bad like it gives it gives me such bad anxiety like sharing my life on the internet sometimes it's like, then why do we do it me too but we keep but we keep doing it why but it's I, it makes me happy i love it i love i'm relentless i, I love it it's kind of me. like stand-up in a way only i can't yeah well that's how i feel about stand-up when i got off stage i was like I feel better than any therapy session I've ever had. And TikTok gives kind of the same vibes, except I feel filtered. I feel like I can't, I can, there's a lot I can't say. There's a lot I can't talk about on TikTok, which is fine. Like I play the game um, and that's why there's stand up. You ever watch Full House? I'm like Danny Taylor. It's like you know, the mom during the day. And then, yeah, dude, he's one of the funniest and dirtiest stand up comedians out there. And a lot of people don't know that about Bob Saget. A lot of people had no idea. Yeah, he's and I, dope. Dude, when I saw his set, I shat my pants like twice. I was dying so hard. Like I, I literally thought like maybe I should have brought a pad because I think I'm going to pee while like every time I laugh, I was like, okay, I'm trickling. It was so funny. Um, so it made me feel better too about living like the double life kind of thing. Cause I, I have a very, I'm a very like in the gutter, dirty bathroom humor kind of person. Um, so TikTok doesn't get to see all that. So I'm glad I work for myself. I'm glad my sticker shop, you know, taking it back to entrepreneurship for a second. I'm really, really grateful that I get to work for myself, that no one's calling HR to report me. Um, cause they'd have to call me to report me to me that, that, that would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> Um, right, yeah, hi. That's what I'm uh, thankful for too. Like I'm self-employed. Right, right. Uh, Mrs. Taylor, uh, we'd like to talk to you about uh, Grandma. She's a little inappropriate. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Shut up. <laughs> I love it. But no, for you too. Like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cough. Um, but if you, 
if you just keep going with the sticker shop too, and like you know whatever art you put into your Etsy. There's no limits, you know, Gabby, there's no limits to the amount of money that you can make, the art you can make, um, you know, and people love handmade things. They love drawings. They love art. And I think the pandemic did that, too. It brought people to really appreciate things that people are creating. I see so many creators on TikTok, like, do wood burning or um, uh, the, the I don't know if you saw the painter that went viral that did the bucket, the pendulum bucket, where he was spinning the bucket around in his oh, garage. Yeah. yeah. like And then I have this uh, creator's alley, my friend Rose, who takes a drill and puts it on the back of a two by four or whatever piece of wood, then spins a piece of art like a canvas, like after she puts art, like uh, paint on the art canvas and then spins it. So it's like spin art. And I'm like, yo, that's freaking dope, you know? So, so much creativity. And I'm just glad to have like a little piece of that. But when I was doing it, I don't think I realized what I was doing. Like I went to school for graphic design and the first three months of my sticker shop, while it went viral, I was like not realizing that I was utilizing the art skills that, you know, I, I had worked so hard to get. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just doodling. I'm literally just doodling. It's nothing. A lot of people love it, though. Right. Make people happy, you know? And that's what you do. Yeah, your sticker shop is insane. It is insane. But that, but yours will be insane, too. I mean, it already is. It's just starting. But, like, I just can't wait to see where you go and where your Etsy shop goes and, like, how much you're going to explode and grow. Like, the, brand deals are great. Collabs are great. Being in the creator fund is great. Making money on TikTok is great. But there's something to be said about making something with your own hands and making money from that. That's powerful. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, TikTok, people think that TikTok is paying people big big money and stuff tiktok isn't paying people big money i think you it's know, changing we're barely surviving i yeah, literally sure. think i think that the denomination of money that we get per view is lower i'm not sure if that's true or if i'm starting rumors but it feels different than it used to it feels harder to get the change Oh, for sure. Like, even I've noticed it, and especially, like, recently, like, my account has been getting reported a lot, so, like, every video I post goes under review, and it's been like that for, like, weeks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a lot of my videos go under review, too, and they actually send an automated message saying something about there's a lot of traffic on the app, um, so a lot of things are, you know, just taking a little while to get out there, and I'm like, no, it says under review. Like, it says that. <laughs> I've never gotten like, one of those notifications. I emailed them like in through the in the support ticket thing. Do you ever do you ever reach out to them? Sometimes I tell yeah, them to yeah, have yeah. a lovely day or I'll crack a joke in there and just say hi. I'm like, yo, can you can you check out my page and make sure the trolls aren't attacking me again? Um, I th feel like I've been wrongfully reported. Hope you're having a nice day. Bananas are great for protein. You know, whatever. I'll just like say random things. And then I get a person every now and then that actually responds that'll say like from Matt or from this person. And I'm like, whoa, it wasn't automated. There are humans on the other side. So it's kind of cool. I would use that feature for anyone out there that might be getting like reported or whatever. They do answer just takes time yeah i i, I agree i've uh, i've got a couple humans back every once in a while but most of the time it's automated and i just want to punch my phone i'm like you i know i hate that question like or, or when they'll say the same thing that they've already said something about like views like because there was one time where i did say how come i have a video that only had 30 views but i have over six hundred thousand followers not that i'm crying about it i'm just wondering how that's humanly possible you know, like, why isn't right. my video being seen? And why did my video uh, where I was talking about my children being barefoot get reported for pornography? 
Okay, because that's that's uh, that's uh, that's not accurate, and I think something needs to change. I don't like that shit, <laughs> dude. That, yo, whenever you tell me like what videos get taken down for like pornography <laughs> and like child child indecency or whatever, I am like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how is that even possible? Like, why how? why are they allowing children or trolls or eight year olds to patrol? It's like it's like they've hired children for free to be their reporting system, and they're taking them at face value. It's like, yo, the, there's so much hate on the platform. I would love to change that. I would love that if that could change. Like, what are we teaching these kids? You know, that it's okay to just hate on people? Like, instead of reporting me or hating on me, how about coming in and saying, yo, you know, I really don't like your content, but, you know, keep going and do you. And I'm, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to pass on by. That would be great. That, <laughs> that would be great. Yo, and I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Oh, I don't really like the crayon on your walls, but that's okay. Have a nice day. Instead of telling me that I'm a horrible parent and that my child is going to end up a serial killer because he draws on the walls with crayons. Like, stop. Yo, and Harrison, like, Harrison is literally the cutest little precious angel ever. You know? He's sweet. He's calm. He's not erratic like his older brother. Um, it's, it's just, it's sad that people just jump to those conclusions about anyone. But I think when you put yourself out there on social media and all they see is 15 seconds or the first five seconds, whatever it is, they just comment. They think they're being funny, right? I just wish we could, we could rally and teach young people that making fun of other people is never going to be funny or widely acceptable you know like right it's never yeah it's never like I I feel like people think that like oh I'm making fun of somebody like that makes me look better or like makes me look funny or like gets me accepted more and it's like no you just look like a twat yeah like like, Like, you just look like mean yeah and like I was bullied hardcore in school and let me tell you some of the people that bullied me didn't turn out too pretty You know, like I've always been weird and awkward and I don't care. Like people are people. I find the beauty in everyone and everything. But it's it's just so funny to me that sometimes the, you know, the captain of the football team or the head of the cheerleading squad, um, you know, they're people, too. And they might be hurting people because they're hurting inside. And, you know, sometimes we we all don't grow up uh, amazingly gorgeous either. Like I'm losing hair. I'm losing losing teeth. You know, like, shit's hard. Let's just support each other. You laugh. I agree. Like, let's support each other. But, like, honestly, like, all the people who bullied me in high school or, like, middle school, they're all hairdressers now, dude. Every single one of them. Yeah. They're all hairdressers. My favorite is, like, the hot guys that I used to have a crush on. A couple of them are, like, bald. They don't have hair. They got plumber's crack. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, dude, you're still attractive. But look. Look it, look it. And you used to think you were hot shit. We're all just people, man. You and me are the same. You know? Yeah. And that's facts. Like, we are just all humans who want to be loved and we want to be accepted, except for, like, one or two people who, like, really don't want anything to do with anybody. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like, at the end of the day, There are all... people out there that don't want love. I'll never understand that. I'll never understand hate. I'll never understand uh, the, the people out there that don't want love. I, uh, that's that's just self-deprecating behavior. That's not my vibe. I can't I can't get down with that. Me either. Yeah, I, I want to be loved and like love people and like just live the best life possible, dude. I wanna, we're like, at an didn't hour Bob Marley and three say minutes. that? 
No way! It feels like 10 minutes because yeah, I have ADHD and my brain's like, bing, 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 bing. I know, that's how I am. I feel like we should wrap it up so people don't get bored with us and like, yeah, pick if up you listened, about teen pregnancy. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can do another one. If anybody made it this far, um, I would just like for you to come on to my TikTok and type the word banana so I'll know that, that you made it this far. You're the real ones. Yeah, t- put banana on my page too. Come over to my Instagram <laughs> at baby vegan and comment banana on banana. my last picture. And if, yes. yeah, we know that you're an OG and you actually give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I love it, Gabby. Thank you for having me. I'll come chit chat with you anytime. I'm sorry that I just talk too fast and too much. Oh no, it's fine. Like I had a great time. I had a great conversation here. But yeah, let's um let's do it again. Okay, cool. All right, <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>